0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute made slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy
1: like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Looking to jumpstart your career? Start with the City of Norfolk, Virginia. You'll earn competitive pay, outstanding benefits, and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Start your new career today at norfolkgovernor jobs Restrictions apply.
1: What's up? What's up, everybody out there in PW247 Radio.com Land N C2C Radio Show How's everybody doing? It is the biggest party of the summer. SummerSlam. Who's excited? Brian, are you excited?
2: Mm, no. All
1: right, Brian. <laughs>
3: there has been nothing that has excited me during this show so far.
2: All right. Well what's
3: the other what's the other catchphrase they were using earlier? when the thing first come on. You'll you never, never see it
2: coming. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: it. You'll never see yeah. it coming. Um, other than Mandy and and Sonya, I'm pretty sure you could see everything coming.
1: Well, the thing with uh, Mandy and Sonya, like I saw the victory, and I'm like, okay, cool, because I, I kind of missed most of that matchup. Did something happen outside of the uh, they didn't cut her hair?
3: So she's gone, Sonya. So it went from, because um, at one time I think it was hair, hair versus hair. Yeah. And then it turned into loser leaves town.
1: So it they just completely dropped the uh, the haircut bit.
3: Yeah. So uh, there must be only thing I can think of is there. There must be, like, a, uh, a reason that they have to expedite this a little bit. And that's why they, because, again, two weeks ago, it was hair versus hair, if I remember right. Yeah. Well, and it was then, it
1: was crazy to see it. It was hair versus hair, and then Friday with the Thunderdome, which we'll talk about here in a few. Oh, wait, wait. Murphy, ah, are you serious? Ooh. How bad would it have been if, if Ray ran and hit him in the back? And pushed him into... And drove his eye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm blind! (laughs) Ah, damn it, Dad. Another fishing bobber on a glove match.
3: (laughs) So, but yeah, so I guess Friday night it switched. Yeah. And they didn't... I don't think they gave details as to why it switched. Um, But, so now it got switched and Sonya lost... So she has to say bye-bye to the WWE.
1: I'm thinking that the reason they did the Loser Leaves matchup is somehow related to the um the incident that happened out of television with Sonya and her maybe wanting some time off.
3: I guess that's possible. <clears throat> I never but, thought about that, but I guess that could be possible. Uh Seth's um, back
1: looks nasty.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, it, they, they didn't really go into, you know, you don't know if she's, like, officially gone or yeah. if, like you said, she's just taking time off. But it was, again, some crazy stipulation that got added at the last minute.
1: So we've got Rey Mysterio handcuffed to the outside, handcuffed to the ring rope, the bottom rope. And, oh, now they're looking at the mama. Not Mama Mysterio.
3: No, I'm a Mysterio.
1: Leave that, the mama alone.
3: Now let that roll off your tongue a little bit, right? <laughs> just, so, just like Dominic Mysterio.
1: Now, see, you, you know, got to say it with it the makes complete me rollout. Think of something else, <laughs> you know, like a fortune teller or something. Oh, you know? there's Dominic. You know what? Now that I look at his gear and take a good, strong look at it, you know what it actually looks like? Do what? you remember Rockabilly? Rockabilly? Do you remember Billy Gunn's gimmick with the honky-tonk man, Rockabilly? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what I'm seeing.
3: I don't, I don't have to go look that up. <laughs> so I, I did pick up on Seth Rollins using Rey Mysterio. Oh! Nice background. Phantom one.
1: Yeah, that WCW. was actually really cool. I like that. I like so. his play on that. It looked good. So hey, uh, for for just as we're catching up here last week, uh, audio from last week's show. Wanted to just publicly tell everybody, I'm sorry. We seem to have it corrected. I've heard zero echo, by the way, Brian. Um, good, good. So whatever it was last week, we had a I had a new audio setup that I tried here at the house. So we got SummerSlam going on right now. It's the biggest party of the summer. AEW Dynamite happened this past Saturday, which gotta say, um. I had to choose between NXT and Dynamite, right? So I couldn't switch back and forth. I never do that. I hate doing that. Um, So usually I pick AEW, right? So I watched AEW first and really, really enjoyed Dynamite, really enjoyed the main event. It caught me off guard. Um, And honestly, I didn't see all of TakeOver yet, so I don't know that we're going to run through the entire show, but I will say this. Um, Women's title match was good. The main event between Karrion and Cross and Keith Lee, I'm sorry, maybe people are gonna get upset, but I didn't like it. I'm okay with Karrion Cross being, kicked, but outside of that, eh, you know, just just eh. oh, ouch, not the stomp. Um, you know, I I think that what we're seeing with with uh, NXT is a fatigue. I I think we're seeing just people are worn out right now. And they don't know. They just don't know what they like. <laughs> well, I, I,
3: uh, so I was laughing at all the thumbs down on the. On
1: the, on the <laughs> Look at thumbs. all those thumbs.
3: <laughs> that I thought that was kind of funny. Look at them glitch um, too. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think, dude. I, I I told you. I I brought it up a few weeks ago. I, the whole entire writing staff has been flipped. You have. You know, actual main roster writers down there now, and I think you're you're seeing the fallout.
2: Yeah, I mean you, you can't
3: you can't be that bad on the main two shows, be sent to a third show, and expect anything different.
1: I mean, it's just it's I, I don't understand how they get to the point where I don't know they they're just with carrying cross for example. Like I like carrying Cross. I love his entrance. I love what they're doing with scarlet. All of that is really cool and actually kind of creepy it It really gives off the same vibes as uh the fiend, so I'm all right with that, but the oh Ray's gonna cry. Are you gonna cry Ray oh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> but it's just not there the energy level is missing, so now they've they've quote unquote fixed the energy level with you know, the Thunderdome. But with NXT, it's still the same performance center guys and gals that just aren't really giving any energy. And now, actually, as much as it aggravated me when I read the report, now I can see why Kevin Dunn was, like, stopping tapings going, you know, hey, put sitting on your hands. Because, like, there's no there's no energy there. So all these big moments are just like, eh, you know.
3: But, again, so where does Kevin Dunn fit in? Isn't he a main main roster guy?
1: Well, I mean, he's, for the past few months anyway, he's the guy that's been responsible for managing the tapings. And now oh, – So
3: he's like, the, I guess, the director.
1: Right, right. Yeah, like the oh, head guy. So if they're sitting on their hands, he'll he will stop a match. That he's done this twice now during their tapings and be like, hey, you need to get up. It's blah, 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 which is just ridiculous to me. But I, because to me, you want the field to be what it is, right? Like if we're at UCW, we don't get a chance to stop in front of a live crowd and say, uh, hold on, guys, you over there, I need you to cheer. And you, Maybe we should do that. That'd be funny. I just, it irritates me. Like that's just micromanaging on a whole nother level. So is Reagan to well, beat up I mean, his son here? Is that what? He, oh, okay, never mind. Guess not.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, I mean, your you your best roster, pound for pound, is NXT, and it was supposed to be the best show you have. But through hooker by crook, you know, well, we just can't have that. And so you haven't really done much to fix that. Yeah. And now you have somebody from the main roster who I'm telling you right now has no earthly clue on today's wrestling. Right. I, I, I think you can agree with that. Oh, yeah. And you're letting him stop matches. No, you no, uh, uh, you're there's no energy. Well, I wouldn't have energy either if I had to worry about some third guy, third wheel telling me whether my match was good or not.
2: Oh yeah. And you're letting
3: him while out. I'm in the ring. Yeah. I would constantly be looking over my shoulder.
1: It's I want so badly, and you can hear it every week when we talk. I want so badly to see them just snap out of it, right? It it seems illogical. I mean, I understand that. But you want to see it actually change up for the better. I mean, look at what their competition is doing. And it's no longer just a conversation of what AEW is doing by themselves. I mean, look at what Impact's done. Impact has no one in the crowd. No one. And if you're watching Impact by itself and you're not watching like or thing, you totally get a vibe that this is good sh- a good show. It's, right. it's energetic. Like, the, the energy level for, for them hasn't shifted. So you literally feel like, wow, this is actually really cool. Right, and, and,
3: the, and with impact, you can't tell they're not there. Yeah. It's filmed in such a way you can't
1: tell. And that was, it, you remember when we, and, and this is, again, a little bit of inside baseball, but you remember when we first started having conversations of what we could do for UCW to help out, right? And we thought, right. well, what if we just filmed the ring and just stick to the ring, keep everything right. in there, and go that way? The right. energy level would have been there. Right. And, and it doesn't seem like... Is it really that hard to fathom as a publicly traded company that you can manifest energy on your own? I mean, they already have the crowd noise. We know that now. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... It, the toothpaste out the tube. We, we've always speculated that they pipe in noise. But now it's like verified right so Mm -hmm. why not just do that just do on the ring and put the pipe pipe the noise in yeah but so here's here's the thing i guess that's kind of against what i said huh
3: (laughs) well i mean but here here's the thing so you have impact right who with no fans whatsoever yeah like literally nobody in the stands are putting on great shows Oh yeah right and so I saw what was it Slammiversary, right bought it mm-hmm uh, it was it was there's enough hype for me to plunk down money for it if I could get the right channel on my on my cable I would watch it I record it you know whatever I don't remember there being a crowd noise so there's literally no noise for them other than what they produce. Now, of course, everything they do, because there's no white noise or background noise or whatever you want to call it, is so much louder. Yeah. Right? But again, there's no noise. There's no energy. There's no chance. There's no nothing. I don't even know if they can hear the announcers, but there's absolutely nothing for them to feed off of. And they put on a good show. AEW. Right. Doesn't use the 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 plastic Uh, has had a crowd in there since this thing started. Maybe the first one or two, they didn't have one, but they pretty much had some some uh, talent in the stands. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The talent goes nuts. You can hear them. Right. They're not beating on plexiglass. It's it to me. It feels like it's a genuine um, energy, right? Yes. they're enjoying what they're doing. Okay, so there's a so then you have you go from no crowd noise to uh, maybe uh, maybe thirty three percent just because everybody's close to the ring. You know, uh, you know, I'm not talking like overall, but you know, you have a, a, a a higher level of noise to feed energy on. And then you have the WWE who, well, while they have talent, they hide it behind plexiglass. Right. But to me, there is absolutely no energy there. None whatsoever. Thunderdome is brought around. God, I that.
2: You don't I, like the name.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like the name either. But, so, but I, again, i said it last week, week before. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an opportunity to try it. Try something new. You never know what's going to work or not. But we talked earlier. To me, you while you have now brought back an audience, mm-hmm. I still, I don't hear it, Right. I, I don't hear like a genuine, you know, yays and boos and all that stuff. Right. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you would be able to, if you would be able to fix that, right? I, if you can, I think the WWE should hurry up and do it because I think that is what your talent needs right now is to hear that. Well, I, th- I think your talent is flat. The WWE's talent is flat right now.
1: There's so much that I, I can't disagree that it's flat. Because realistically, if you look at outside of Drew McIntyre, which hey, if you got the keys to the kingdom, wouldn't you be excited? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like he's here. You're the champ. Cool. I'll do whatever you want, boss.
3: Yeah. yeah well. Yeah. I, I think the WWE's champ. I mean, that's that's kind of implied. If you're handed that belt,
1: yeah, yeah you got no choice. It, it's here's the keys. Do what you got to do. Okay, cool. I can do that. I'm good. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I mean, I don't blame, I don't blame AEW for doing what they're doing. Because honestly, and this is where I think those guys and gals with AEW right now, they're like, "F you, Vince. Nah, F you, everybody else." And it's not just Vince. Part of it is. Some of them It definitely is. But it's not just Vince. It's F you to everybody else. And so when they come out there and they're in the crowd, there is an energy of we have something to prove, whether it's in the crowd of in the ring. And it's not necessarily to say, you know, we're better or whatever. It's screw you. We're going to do what we do, which is why their energy works. It's just why they're successful right now, because they're paying attention to what they're doing and, yeah, I mean, they they make jokes. Like, if you watch Being the Elite, they make fun of Randy Orton sometimes. Or, you know, they, they are having fun, but they're doing it just enough to poke the bear, but not really poke the bear. And at this rate, I, I sort of wonder if the bear is just stuck in hibernation mode. <clears throat> but, well, I mean,
3: so I – oh, my God, the way she folded up.
4: <laughs>
3: um so I don't I think they're you're right in the sense that they're they're kinda like this is us. Yeah. We're gonna do what we wanna do, how we wanna do it, why we wanna do it, when we wanna do it, right on down the line, right? So I think they poke the WWE mm-hmm. as hard and you know, just for noise, right? Right it is it, noise right now because they know realistically they're not quite at the spot they can go against raw or SmackDown right so they're just poking because it, it creates noise amongst the marks right to, to use the term right right and again the, the the smarter ones feed into it yeah right if you go read a AEW or WWE uh, message board, Right. All you have to do is just read the thing to tell that people are starting to buy into this, and it's the little crap that Jericho does, and some of these other ones do, and Orton does. They're just generating business. Yeah. Right. Um. But again, there 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 is energy with Impact. There's an energy with AEW. There's an energy. Um. I haven't seen ROH, but I guess ROH is coming back. I'd be curious to see if they have an energy. Mm-hmm. But there's energy with two of the big three, and for whatever reason, the WWE just can't get that energy back. You know, and I think there's, but there's a lot of uh, there's there's probably a lot of factors that go into it.
1: One of the things that I think has to be said, and we probably haven't given it enough, uh oh, credence here, but you have to. Give a real nod of approval to what Impact has done to survive and rebound. Oh, what a powerbomb.
2: Wow. Yeah,
3: I think Sasha just killed Asuka.
1: Yeah, Asuka is just out. That was nasty. Nasty little powerbomb there. But I, 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 getting back into it, I feel like Impact has just... We made fun of Impact for years. The Death knell is done. They're in the coffin. It's done. Well, except it's not. <laughs> and And frankly... What uh, WWE cast away, quote unquote, with, I mean, hey, let's be real. Even though it's in the middle of a pandemic, and, and yeah, it's a crappy look, um, this is the thing they do every year. It just happened on a grander scale, and they just happen to take more heat from it because it's a pandemic for one, and they still cut what, what was it, like $30 million they profited in that quarter?
3: Who, the WWE? Yeah,
1: yeah, with some crazy yeah. amount of money. So, I mean, and I they get cut it.
3: 100
4: employees.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was a huge cut, and and hey, no doubt, but Impact Wrestling has been considered dead for so many different times, and they're not. And they're they're finding a way to battle back into a situation where, Brian said it just now, the big three. Uh, yeah, there kind of is a big three right now. And if Ring of Honor comes back and their product is good, holy crap, when's the last time we had Four viable competitive options.
3: Well, uh, uh, on a national scale, probably never. I mean, back in the 80s, when you had the territories, I mean, you had, you know, at least one big one. Yeah. Scattered, you know, across the country. But I'd say this is probably the first oh. time ever that you've had like three, you know, big three, true big three. Yeah. If, if You know, as long as TNA keeps doing what they're doing. But I think a lot of TNA, though, if you remember, was mismanagement.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was the uh, Carter and, 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 the, the Jarrett's and then the Jarrett and then the Bischoff.
3: Yeah, with the TV networks and everything else. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, you know, again, I do think that you probably now have a different roster that want to work, that are striving to work. You know, you have these guys and gals that left the WWE,
4: mm-hmm.
3: right? Underutilized, right? Pretty easy to say. Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely probably mistreated. And now they're in a place they want to be. And, I mean, you even have, I mean, like just blatant go F yourselves, Right. Some of these people's towards the WWE. Um, so, and I couldn't say as I would actually blame them for being that upset that we, you literally are going on social media for the entire world to say, see, and basically saying, go F yourself.
1: Right. And how do you blame it? I mean, they don't, you don't have any other reason to.
3: Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, I'm talking about, uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson basically gave the WWE a big FU uh, over this Thunderdome stuff. Um, and again, how do you blame them? One of the hottest tag teams going into the WWE in the entire world, right? Um, part of the hottest faction in the world, making t- selling T-shirts. You know, making other people famous, and what do you do with them? You piss on them.
1: I mean, there's a, a genuine feeling of disrespect, and I, I can't say I disagree. Um, part of me wants to say that with the disrespect is also kind of a sense of, um, you know, we did everything you asked us to do. We had the com- – like, Anderson and Gallows, they both basically they had a conversation with the Bucks in 16 per their interview. And they said, hey, we might have something going. What would you guys think? And then they talked to him again in 19 when the contracts were up. And they said, we definitely got something going on. What do you think? And they were in on it. They thought about it. They were headed there. And then Triple H says, to me, I mean, hey, you got to make what's what's right for business, quote-unquote, best for business. But to me, this was kind of... Uh, I'll just call it what it is. I think it was underhanded. I think it, he played on their emotions, and he said, you know, hey, this is the kind of thing that will change your lives and secure your families.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and look, I get it. I mean, if it's me, I'd probably be tempted to say similar things, but that just seems like it's unethical. Especially... Because they resigned, what? February? It wasn't January. It was like maybe it was. January. Yeah, it was
3: like February. No, I think it was. I think it was February. Because, um, God, uh, yeah, I think it was February.
1: So, I mean, with the with the pandemic, you know, I get it. You had you had to do what you had to do. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna say it and defend it that way. So fine, I'll, I'll say I get it. You had to do what you got to do. Fine. But when you've got, at that point, you've got the club, the OC, which was featured on weekly television. Like, they were, they were a spotlight of Raw every week for two, three months, mm-hmm. including the build-up, the Mania. Oh,
3: look at there. We got uh, watching Thunderdome and we got the same people showing up in different cameras. Yeah. That's crazy.
4: Okay. All
1: right, keep <laughs> going. Keep going. Sasha from the top here. What is she trying? Please, Sasha, stop with the frog splash. You're not you're not Eddie. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not good. Looks like you're knees she's
3: not a good wrestler either. So that's
4: Ouch. But
1: that's Britt Baker approved right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta say I, I feel like We've seen We've probably seen The best of Sasha It's probably already passed And somebody's gonna get mad at that But that's fine Whatever
3: Well I, I mean again So right now The only reason why She's being highlighted Is because uh, Flair and Lynch Aren't there Yeah and that's the only reason You know It's the same thing with Bailey, Right So Vince is supposedly really high on Bailey. Uh, there's no, oh my goodness, really. Um, so he's supposedly really high on Bailey. Of Dude. course he's high on Bailey because your big two aren't even there.
1: That was a nasty little uh, switch there.
3: So and you know, again, you your true or, or your best wrestler is Oscar, right? Probably followed by Natty and. What do you what are you doing to her? Look what you're doing to her. So, you're just totally abusing her for no reason.
1: Well and that's where that's where I get confused because I mean I understood when Becky left what the hell was that guy? Did you see that guy in a mask? Yeah, there he is. Hey. Yeah, he'll is get that, pulled. <laughs> he'll is get
3: that, that uh, saw?
1: Is yeah, that jigsaw. Saw that's a jigsaw mask. Some, yeah. They're going to end up pulling him from the feed. I will say this. Uh, in the Thunderdome, there's a few rules that you have. Sorry, that's Was that a, crazy. Uh, oh, there,
3: so there's rules. So let's, let's get into that. So ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do something absolutely crazy for you right now. We're going to hold an interview was an actual Thunderdome participant in Stan Grubb. Welcome, Stan.
1: Hey, thank you. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, first time on the air. First time, long time caller. You know what I'm saying?
3: Let's not make it awkward.
1: All right. I, I didn't
2: not, mean to make it. Not Sorry. Either.
3: No, <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. You be you. You be you. You, you, you be you. So, uh, let's uh, tell the fans, if you would, how you got into, how you got invited, what you had to do to get hooked up with Thunderdome.
1: Actually, it was uh, surprisingly very easy. Um, I just happened to log into Twitter, uh, let's see, what the, Thursday Thursday night, about 11 o'clock at night, and somebody had retweeted the link that said, wow, they're actually taking registration for the Thunderdome. So on a whim, I just clicked it and filled it out, and I was accepted. I was like, holy crap, I'm in with the end crowd.
3: Uh, any, any monetary, um, uh, any, anything monetary? That no. You to give or, or just, just signing up.
1: Yeah. Just, just kind of signing up. They don't, they don't, uh, offer you anything financial. Um, they threaten to pull you from the feed if no, you wear PW no, shirt. No, no, not them. Oh, you mean that no, I have to have pay to for pay. it? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were asking me if my dream was finally coming true. <laughs> no, no, I didn't have to pay anything. Actually, it was all free, which was awesome. That was actually really cool. Um, and,
2: uh-oh. and you were
3: like, what, third or
4: fourth row, right? Somewhere in there?
1: Yeah, so that was the the cool part. Like, they don't describe in the, uh I guess, terms and conditions. They don't describe the seating and how it's laid out. They don't describe mm. uh where you're going to be placed. So the only thing they really tell you is that you are part of the audience, and you've got you know, you, you they would prefer you to wear WWE licensed products. They do say that in their email, which is a little weird. But they, 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 they did not say you couldn't wear AEW. But then, because I thought about just wearing my AEW shirt just to be an ass. Mm. But they did actually say that if you're wearing anything that is inappropriate, that they reserve the right to pull you, without explanation, from, from the plunder.
3: Hmm. So do you think the AEW
1: means inappropriate? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a little weird because, like, they, they... So you know when we go to a TV taping, right? And uh-huh. you're sitting in the crowd, and they're like, All right, guys, we got five minutes to show time wave your signs, get on their feet, you know, they do that. Mm-hmm. Like, they try to pep you up like you're actually at a live show. So, mm-hmm. that, that actually was kind of cool. Like, I loved, I liked that. I was like, all right, this is kind of a cool feel. But let's back up a little bit, I guess, because I don't want to – I guess I'm jumping all over the place. Um, you, oh, know, you know, you said earlier it was your first time on radio, so it's to be expected. I'm a little nervous, you know. You're
3: a little nervous. Getting the better of me. I understand. So what did what did the view look like from your iPad or whatever? Was it the same feed as the TV?
0: 100
1: no, it was actually the same feed as my television, which was kind of cool, because if it had been like if I was one of the other seats, I'd have been kind of pissed. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
1: Could you imagine that <laughs> you're sitting there and and you 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 uh, I don't know I, I would be pissed. There's this fat guy in front of me; I can't see past him. <laughs> but um, did yeah, did you
3: enjoy the experience?
1: At first, no. Not even a little bit. Actually, at first, I was really mad. Because when you first oh, wow. get in there, they... Well, first off, I was late to getting in there. <laughs> what do you know? Call time's at know? 7, and I was late 15 minutes. Damn it. Staying grubs late. Yeah, yeah. right? Never happens. Go figure. Never. <laughs> but, um, so I'm sitting there, and, and, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll just try to get in. And then I just happened to get in. So when I first get in there, they're scanning, and they're, they're, they do, like, a, a screen check or a, a system check. From the website mm-hmm. and then they load up the feed. Well, the feed was awful. Like it was uh, it was it was not even uh, standard definition quality. It was almost like watching an internet pay per view back in the nineties at first. The audio was subpar at first, about half hour through. And then but of course, you know, half hour through is you know two oh five live. So mm-hmm. they're kind of testing it. They're getting a good feel for it. And then when they realize that they can't really do anything, they they just kind of let it play through. And then it gets to a, let's see, it got to, I'm just trying to think this through. It got to just before 205 was done. And they go to a commercial and they mm-hmm. go to, I'm pretty sure it was Tom Phillips. But this guy comes on and he says, hey, we just want to let everybody know, thank you so much for participating in the Thunderdome. Do us a favor, and you're going to probably see your screen blank out and then restart. Do not refresh the page. So they did something on their end to, to refresh the feed, and for the rest of the night it was so much better. So clearly they were learning as they're going still, but they did figure it out. And it was better. It was actually about 60 seconds ahead of what you guys were probably seeing on TV.
3: All right. So so what you're telling me is, so let me get this right. So we we have them setting up a week ago. And they probably should have checked it before they uh, went live. Right? I mean, it's not hard to do. Then there's there's video quality problems. Yeah. And but but they get it fixed, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Man, I, are, did you go to full sale? Are you going to full sale? That that kind of sounds like no. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I mean, if Flash was in session the regular way, maybe they would <laughs> let us check. I don't know. I don't know the guy. The guys <laughs> that, that I'm. That I deal with at Full Sail, um, most of them, the one thing I've noticed is at first when I got there, WWE was, like, a big deal for them. Like, all of them were like, yeah, we're great partners with WWE and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, of course, going through a sports broadcasting thing, they're going to be aimed towards, like, NFL and stuff. But when they would ask, so, Stan, what are, you, what are your future aspirations? I'm like, well, my goal is to be a professional wrestling broadcaster. And there's this, like, oh, okay, cool. And then they just keep it moving. They don't really, you know, they're like, yeah, okay. and one of those guys. And then at one point, well, actually at one point, one of the uh, directors, one of the instructors called me a mark in front of Corey Graves, which really pissed me off. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, there's there's room for question as to how dedicated Full Sail is to WWE. I think, I think they they went into the partnership because it was money. Now, see, Randy is doing. He's the only damn person tonight that's done this. I know we're interrupting your interview. I'm sorry, but look, he's looking at every single person in the crowd. No, now, look, Bailey did it. Bailey did it. it. Okay. After
3: I think after the match though.
1: But see that I get it. It's weird and it's gonna feel different. But that is what these guys got to do to get these people involved. And I, well, shit.
3: but you, I mean, you're talking of this is Randy Orton.
1: Yeah, right? a seasoned so veteran. Whether you,
3: yeah, whether you like his in-ring style or his character or whatever, you cannot take away from him being a consummate professional.
1: Definitely. No, that's, that's right. definitely true. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of his character. I'm not a fan of, you know, his in-ring style. But I will say, you know, he's been around forever. He comes from, he's a third generation. And if there's anybody that probably knows that business in the WWE, it's Randy
1: Orton. See, right now, if I was uh, in the Thunderdome, I'd be pissed because that those pyro is falling on my face. That hurts. Well,
3: I think I think what Randy should have done is gone to high five one of them, and then when they went to high five
1: him, flicked him off. <laughs> Actually, you that would be hilarious. I would yeah. be in for that. That'd be cool. Oh look, HBK's watching from home. What the hell?
3: That's because he's got one eye in Florida and one eye in Texas. <laughs>
1: What <laughs> an asshole statement to make! Here is a guy that's, you know, giving his all, giving his body and his soul to professional wrestling. Brian's like, yeah, he's blind. He's basically I'm Robert say, Gibson. I am not saying he's blind. You <laughs> he called him Robert did Gibson. You see, did, did you not
3: <laughs> see when he was just looking at the camera?
1: Wait, he was looking at the camera.
3: One, I was looking at <laughs> Texas. One, I was looking at Florida.
1: <laughs> his wife Rebecca's probably like, God damn it. John. <laughs> I
3: can I can But you know, that's what that's what happens when you come to Maryland and then shaft my good buddy.
1: You're damn right.
3: Yeah, because there might have been a chance I could have gotten one of those autographs too if he had done the right thing and held on to multiple until Christmas and given them to me and Rob. Yeah, you're right, little bastard.
1: Wow, what the hell?
3: I mean, what were you getting? Like six of them?
1: I had a few things he was going to sign.
3: Yeah, see,
1: my world famous underoos. At, wait, what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think Randy goes and becomes what fifteen times tonight. Please God, no. Yes, I think they're. I think they're going to pull the trigger. I think Drew is going to be is going to suffer from the ratings drop due to COVID, due to the fact that. Your roster can't get it together. Your wow. champion's going to suffer.
1: He's going to be the patsy. That's yes,
3: he'll be the patsy.
1: And and hey, I want to point out to all of our wonderful fans, the E for explicit is on because this is. Uh, I'm getting tired of monitoring the language. I just it gets old. So that so
3: we could have been doing this all along.
1: So what I'm going to say here is just this. That's some bullshit that he would have to carry this company on his back. And then Vince is like, eh, it's your fault.
3: I'll lay money. I'll lay money they're looking for a patchy. And and who do you who do you do it to? You do it to your champ.
1: Oh, and they just now give him that kind of a pyrotechnic? What the hell? Which is really cool by the way. In the shape of an M for McIntyre. <laughs>
3: All right, so uh, let's. Uh, we're gonna wrap this interview up because uh, you stink at it, and uh, I'm I bored.
1: I'm an awful guest. Uh, oh, I'm, I bored you.
3: Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> but was the experience cool? So during, I just, it's just a simple yes or no question. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm conducting this interview now. <laughs> I don't need you to take it in other
1: places. Okay, fine. It was. It was a you pretty stupid cool mark. <laughs> I'm going to tweet my displeasure to Triple H. And then we're not going to watch anymore. We're going to riot. So was it cool? Actually, yeah. Did you like it? It was kind of cool. There's definitely room for improvement, but I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Did you
3: get your whole family on screen?
1: Actually, my kids did. My kids got on screen. Even though we're not supposed to, I think they finally came to the understanding of there's no way they're going to avoid that. I mean, think about it. Lock yourself in a so studio.
3: that was one of the rules. It just had to be your big
1: hit. On Only there. you are supposed to be in the frame.
3: Oh, that's a good thing. I wasn't on there. I'd have had, the, I'd have had the family on there. I'd have had the dogs on there. I'd have had the cat on there. I'd have probably put the hermit crabs on there.
1: Wait, hermit? You got hermit crabs?
3: Yeah, my daughter went to the beach. She got two hermit crabs. So right, I might, I might would have even taken the camera and got up and walked around with it. Been drinking Coke with the Coke exposed. You know oh, what wow. I'm
1: saying? <gasps> Product placement.
3: <laughs> That's exactly right. I might have gone to the bathroom. Ew. <laughs> I, might just, I might have been like, hey, let's, let's see how far I can push this. Let's see if they're really watching what's going on.
1: <laughs> like, there's a guy on the right side of the screen with his little infant. You're going to kick him out of the Thunderdome because his kid wants to see what Daddy's doing? No, you're not. Hey, the...
3: This is Thunderdome. There are no kids allowed. But... <laughs> All right, so we're just, you, so you had a good time.
1: Yeah, actually, do it again. yeah, I would. I would. I would, I want to be a participant in this kind of stuff because it's new, but mm. I, there's definitely room for improvement, and it was very frustrating at first. I was texting you and Rob telling you guys, man, this video sucks because I couldn't see what was going on. You can hear the commentary, and they're like, oh, my God, what a 450, and I'm like. He just kicked them. What yeah. more 50?
3: True that, true that.
1: But, no, overall, I, I think it is, what we're seeing right now is uh, life in a post-pandemic era, right? And it's not perfect. It's going to be a pain in the ass. And I, I do salute what they're doing as something that could, in the future, be pretty cool. Yeah, but...
3: So, I don't know how you make that cool. Uh, unless you figure out a way to pipe the noise in to the building. I think that would then give you another element. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? Well, they check to make sure your microphone is turned on. And they tell you during breaks, hey, make some noise, move your arms, you know, get on your feet, get excited. Pretty much like when, when we go to TV taping. <laughs>
3: So if I if I have a static camera, right, and I stood up and I gave them a crotch shot, is that what they want?
1: So (laughs) now now that that'd be against the rules in their rules. That would be funny. Rules of the Thunderdome. We should just start a podcast called the Rules of the Thunderdome. (laughs) Um, In the rules of the Thunderdome, you are not allowed to have anything below the waist showing. So we're going back to the 1950s.
3: Oh yeah, see that that's another thing. I would probably have like like taken my pants off and stood <laughs> up in a in a t-shirt and like scratch myself or something.
1: The world is I not mean, ready.
3: Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I don't get to participate in Thunderdome anymore. <laughs> well, you yeah, it's, it's it's not like I'm going to be kicked out of an arena and never allowed back in there.
1: I oh, just that'd be, be so funny. Well, I
3: mean, literally, why has nobody thought about that yet,
1: Brian? Since you've uh, misbehaved in the Thunderdome, you are never welcome at the Mway Center in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> you cannot come
2: you
3: know back. Why are we not getting these things? Uh, you know,
1: this is crazy. I would be like goofing off. Well, and I think that I think that some of that would be would be acceptable, right? Some of that would be almost expected. But instead, what we're seeing is more like, I don't know. I'm just
3: going to sit here and watch this. Yeah. yeah it, I, don't, well that, I, it, I don't get it. It You're
1: looks a bunch of cowards. It looks like a bunch of, you know what it looks like? You remember the guy, Uncle Festus, or not Uncle Festus, but Festus, Gallows' character? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just sat there with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. That's literally what it looks like. There's just a bunch of people going, Ugh.
3: What happened to the bobbleheads of old?
1: No, not bobbleheads. Like, are you saying like, actual bobbleheads? or
3: The Ooh. WWE bobbleheads. What happened to the old ones during, like, the Attitude Era, where you would get boob shots and, you know, Woo! all types of craziness going on?
1: Now, all right, I'd be all right with that.
3: I mean, you know, hey.
1: <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of a shot of that, you know what I'm saying?
3: So and nobody is doing. They're all just sitting on their hands, not doing nothing.
4: Well, and
1: that's just all right, it. So
3: anyway, I'm, let's, we're done with Thunderdome. Let's
1: move. Oh, we're done with the Thunderdome.
3: Yeah, we're done with Thunder. Not with Summerslam. Just
1: Thunderdome. oh, okay. I was gonna say I'm still watching.
3: Just, yeah, just Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> so so let's just go to the AEW yeah. Wrestling Figure Quest. How about no? How's that going for you, buddy?
1: It's not going well. Today might be the most disappointed I've been this entire hunt. Literally, in the store that I found, I found a website that I could check that, you know, apparently you've been using for a while. And, oh, it,
3: no, no, I know about it. I don't use it because it's not 100% reliable.
1: Oh, well, I learned that very hard lesson today. Yep. Learn that very hard lesson six plus in stock right for this website mm-hmm. want to know how many was on the shelves
3: zero zilch you know you know there's multiple ones right like that there's, there's
4: a- hey sis are you
3: facetiming me from home sense again saving money that's my jam
1: What do we think? Outdoor
3: dining set or wicker lounge set?
0: Since your signature dish is a margarita, go with lounge.
3: Okay. I am so ready for this party.
0: It's been too long. Wait, go back. Show me those pretty ceramic
4: plates.
3: They're melamine. Even you can't break them. Look, these cute cushions match my shirt. Is
4: that my
2: shirt?
3: Outfit your outdoors. Have it today at HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices.
0: Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute made slushy is just one fifty nine. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant
1: to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
4: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A
3: couple of them. So you got Brick Seek, Pop yeah. Seek, or Pop Finder. Yeah. Um, you also have the Walmart website where you can put in a zip code to change the home store and check, the, check it that way.
1: Oh, well, see, um, now now for the Walmart website, I did do that. And as of mm-hmm. right before I walked in the door, they showed they had some in stock for pickup.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Well,
3: why didn't you order
1: You can't. Because it's for, it's for, it's for purchase in-store only
3: okay yeah because your... I know it's like bull crap um, with uh, certain stuff you can like you know pick up and you know order it that way or you right. can get it the next day or whatever I haven't really looked to see uh, aew uh, how they're selling on the website so
1: well and this is why this is why I don't order off of, like, ringside collectibles. Even though ringside collectibles get some awesome, awesome, like, uh, exclusives. Definitely. And I like what they do. But they're up charging, too. And I'm just like, I can't publicly, you know, bash all these people on Twitter that are throwing their eBay auctions up there when here's a large retailer doing the same bullshit.
3: Yeah, but there it's a completely different thing I mean you have to understand it it's a completely different thing so what does ringside collectibles mark them up
1: so with them uh, I can see your point because with them the markup is maybe four bucks five bucks okay so, so it's like 24.99 and then the maximum I think here is 25 so
3: here here's the reason that some of these other places mark up right, is because the only way that you're going to go to them is that the other places don't have them.
1: Right, right? that's true.
3: And they're not marking up to make a huge profit. They're marking up so they can try and compete with the other companies, like Walmart and Target and all that other crap. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I understand it doesn't really make sense, but they, in their mind, they have to be able to compete with these people. Yeah. They don't get the stock, the amount of stock that Walmart gets or Target gets or Walgreens gets or, uh, you know, some of these other places. You know, they're not going to get a thousand cases.
1: Okay. You should, like, just win the day because you threw a Walgreens reference in. Nice job.
3: Well, hey, listen, Walgreens is a good place to find some of them. Get out and of here! I would not be shocked if they don't creep up in there. Um, is really? it? Yeah, it's Walgreens. Walgreens sells action figures.
1: Well, yeah, so does CVS. That's true.
3: Yeah, but Walgreens has a, a better selection than uh,
1: CVS. See, I am um, I am in the presence of a goddamn professional right now, because now yes. we're getting in the inside scoop, Walgreens. But
3: wow! But again, so. In order, Walmart can turn a profit yeah. on a thousand crates because they have so much. Right. Right? But Ringside Collectibles selling at $19.99 the same with Walmart and they only have two crates probably is not going to turn that much of a profit. I mean, they're going to turn some profit. But they're not going to turn that much of a profit. Right. Right? So they... They still have to compete with Walmart and Target, so they have to be able to turn some pro- a bigger profit margin because again, they're not getting a thousand crates. Right. So they have to figure out a way to mark it up in such a in such a way so they can turn a bigger profit. Hmm. Hurry up, and then it's bedtime.
2: Yeah,
1: lay the law down. Um,
3: But anyway, so Walmart's going to get... And even if if they had the same amount of crates, right? Walmart would get a bigger margin of profit off of those two crates than ringside collectibles. Because they're probably buying them from the distributor at a lower rate than ringside collectibles. So in order for ringside to make the same profit as Walmart, they probably have to raise the price a little bit. However... those idiots on eBay, they are marking it up to such an astronomical rate because there are idiots out there who will buy them.
1: Did you see the one that I put out on Twitter um, a few days ago? The guy that was like $3.99 for the complete set.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? But it is so truth be told, mm-hmm. I'll lay money, somebody will buy it.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure it sold. I'm pretty sure it did, but just what kind of hmm. So oh, go ahead. What about what about you, sir? How has your figure hunt gone?
3: Oh, I walked away with Koji today. Bastard. So I am now officially in the game. I got skin in the game. Does it I count does it
1: count that I have a ring? A ring. Yeah, I got the ring. Well, yeah. Well, but, I mean although you, technically you I don't keep... have it yet. <laughs> yeah. Damn <laughs> you it!
3: You can keep that. You can keep that ring. You may want to return that ring after laying your hands on it, because that was the reason I put the ring back. Um, you'll you'll once you get it, you'll see. But you already, you are. I mean, you already bought and paid for it, so you, no takesies, backsies.
1: <laughs> Let me guess. So. It's it's basically the WWE ring with AEW stuff on it.
3: No, 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 no. Um, I'm just afraid that it would probably break
2: pretty fast. Oh, that's nice. if you were a kid using it. Now, if you're going to just
4: use it for display, that's one thing. But,
3: um, excuse me, if, uh, if you're a kid that's going to play with it, yeah, I would imagine you would probably be buying a second ring pretty quick. So, Damn. you'll see when you get it. Um, Drew's busted. But, yeah, so, uh, Drew. Yeah. Uh, I did make the mistake on Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. Uh, of not having the person who tried to hide them for me snagging the three of them. Damn. Because um, they weren't there when I went back for them. Yeah. Um, So, I missed out on Jericho and Omega,
2: Mm, which
3: mm, seem to be the big three out there right now. So, those would be the peg warmers pretty quick. Yeah. Because it seems like everybody has those three. Um, Whereas the Bucks, I'm not sure how short-carded they are, but Brandy is extremely short-carded. Not even one per case, apparently. It's one per, like, crate or something like that like there she's not out there that that much um so i think she'll probably she might be a little bit more rare than the numbered exclusives um but yeah so i did miss out on on some other ones but i think once these once the idiots buy them at such an inflated price um Everybody else, you know, it'll get to the point where the prices are so jacked up that nobody's going to buy them, and they're out there in the stores, Yeah, and people just buy them on the shelf, that um, those prices will start to drop, I would imagine, on most of them.
1: I think a lot of it is just get your hopes up, you know what I mean?
3: Well, yeah, but so, again... You're your, not arguing, but your your problem shouldn't be at Ringside Collectibles.
4: Your oh no, no, at I'm not scalpers. angry. At
3: ringside collectibles. But I'm not just saying you. But you see what I mean? Yeah. And and as a community, a collecting community, and it doesn't matter what it is. There comes a time where everybody has to realize these toys have only been out for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks.
1: That's a little longer than two weeks, but okay, I'll give you that.
3: Well, yeah, but uh, on the East Coast, so not everybody's going to, you know, apparently put them out on the same day. Right. Right. So, two, three weeks at the most. And you mean to tell me that you stupid idiots have created such a false, um, false, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Environment Ooh. for these toys that they're already going for hundreds of dollars, and they, they most stores are probably only getting one or two cases right now.
1: <laughs> there's and a, guy, in a guy in the phone, th- his hand sanitizer, <laughs> yeah.
3: and that in a few weeks, there's going to be probably more on the shelf than you can stake a shake a stick at. Yeah, are you kidding me? But yeah, people are going to buy them at $300 because they have to have them. You're an idiot, a true idiot. Not you, but the people that do that.
1: I appreciate you specifying. Thank you.
3: Yeah. I mean, you should not pay that much for an action figure unless it's 10, 15, 20 years old.
1: I seriously... Well, you know me. If I'm seriously collecting it, like the retro ones, I'll pay a little bit more for that. I'll pay a little bit more for my Hasbros. Outside of that, like I, I promise you this. The DC Multiverse figures that you and I have been collecting... If those were any higher than 20 bucks, I wouldn't touch them. Cuz I mean, I love these things, don't get me wrong. They look awesome, but oh, ooh, Randy's busted too. I'm not going to break the bank for it. I, and yeah. I appreciate Once, I could appreciate those that can, but I just can't. Yeah, but don't appreciate, don't
3: give the ones that can any slack because these are the same ones that go out there and they'll pay somebody 50 bucks for a $20 figure.
1: Right. No, I I agree. I agree because you know that that has kept me pissed off about this since these figures came out on the 3rd. Cuz every single goddamn thing that's happened here has been oh, they're not in just yet or there're delays or there should be in Chicago or you know, it's it's crazy. Now I finally start seeing them at least on on the screen. <laughs> you know, as far as in stock in Virginia and it started off so damn slow. Like, how do you send, I don't know if this is a Jazzwares thing, if this is a Walmart thing. How do you send out rings and belts but no figures? Shouldn't you lead with the figures in the ring? No.
3: I, I, so, you ha, listen, you also have to look at where they're coming from.
1: Which I don't know. Right? I don't know where they're
3: Uh Hold on a second. Katrina, hand me that. Cody, let's look. Let's look. Let's see if it says where the where he's coming from. Made where? I would think it would say. Um. Well, jazzware is a German company made in China. There it is.
1: Ah, uh, right. crap. So,
3: nope. it's made in China.
1: So, Brian, don't head. open it. <laughs>
3: Well, here let me let me let me let me uh, uh, let me help you with this. So, China has been under severe floods for months. Oh yeah, right. I don't know if you know this, right?
1: No, I didn't.
3: <laughs> yeah, so this this is like this is one of these worst natural disasters in on humankind type thing, right? So, damn. Um. So they've been, China's been getting flooded for months, right? It's so bad that uh, they're the largest dam that they have, right? So, you know, on a dam, they have like the spillways, right? Yeah. Where it lets the water out. So there's so much water behind this dam that they've opened up, I think, eight of 10 or 10 of 12, Right. They are intentionally flooding parts of China, right? So they are, they've evacuated these places, and they are intentionally flooding China. Because if they don't, there's so much water behind this dam that if it goes over and, and um, like damages the dam itself to the point the dam collapses— a large section of China will be flooded, and you're talking millions of people are probably going to die. Damn.
1: No, I had no idea. That's crazy.
3: Yeah, so, again, so we're dealing with Mother Nature. You're dealing with a pandemic. You're dealing with these things are probably sitting in shipping crates on the West Coast. You're dealing with riots. You're dealing with all types of stuff. I mean... You can't. I, I can't fault Jazzware, you know. I can't fault Walmart, but I can fault the stupid idiots that are buying these things at fifty, sixty dollars a pop to inflate the market when they're they're going to be in such. Um, uh, you know, there's going to be so many of them here soon that you're going to look like an idiot if you bought it for that price. I mean, you'd almost, you'd almost want to go to Walmart, buy one, just to have the receipt to say, hey, uh, no, I bought this at regular price. I, d- I didn't spend $100 for a Cody figure.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, with a Cody Chase figure, for example, six months down the road, if if, if, if there's only 12 of these out, I understand overpaying. It's, it's a rare sure. thing, you know? Right. But, like, for all this other conversation that we're seeing uh, – Wow. Okay, very cool. Drew McIntyre retains the title. Wow, good finish. Um, so I can understand like the rares, like the Chase versions of that uh, Cody and Jericho overpaying. I don't know that I'd pay a hundred bucks. Maybe a hundred bucks, maybe because that's not actually that big of a markup for a chase figure, but like for Kenny Omega in the bucks. I mean, I just, I could see it. You could, somebody would want to buy a receipt or have a receipt just to show, Oh no, I didn't overpay.
3: Yeah, I didn't overpay. Wasn't because me. Again, so here, I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you there's going to come a point in time here in the near future. And I do the GI Joe's and, and um, it's the same thing with them. Right. So, because all this other stuff is going on, there's a target wave that hasn't really gotten into target. Like they're saying it's coming right. Right. Target is saying it's coming that there's going to be a point in time where there's just so many on the shelves that you can get whatever you want. Right. right? And I've managed to get two of them. And these things were supposed to been released August one, I think. Right. Two of the four I have in my possession. The other two scalpers are getting them and jacking up the price but target is saying don't worry it's coming because target understands probably what is going on behind the scenes and if everybody said had some just patience and waited you don't you wouldn't have to pay and waste all that money plus if you stop buying them at those prices Scalpers are going to stop buying them because there's no profit involved. Right. See how that works, people.
1: Well, and I think that uh, a lot of people are missing the, you know, if you want to shut them down. Well, look look at what happened with AEW and selling tickets to have you know people come back to the arena. Mm-hmm. They sold out in record time, and of course, just like what we saw for Dynamite. Ten minutes flat, tickets are gone, and all of a sudden there's, hey, guess what? Uh, We know there's a bunch of scalpers out there that are putting them on the secondary market. So what does Tony Khan do? He says, if we we see tickets that were bought in groups and then split up that were meant for families, those tickets will be invalid. Mm -hmm. You know, what a huge, huge win for true fans. You know, I mean... That is a business owner that is respecting his concern, that is literally saying, no, screw you. You're not going to do that to my customers. Right. And, I, well, thought that and was awesome.
3: see, I can only hope that they have talked to pro wrestling tees or talked to some other business and been like, look, we want to get into selling these action figures through air website. Mm-hmm. How do we do it?
2: Yeah.
3: You know? So. uh, But, yeah, so I I did manage to get Cody. I have uh, been close to Jericho and Omega.
1: So we just saw the uh, teaser on SummerSlam. Looks like Keith Lee uh, making his Raw debut tomorrow night. Interesting. Interesting. What they'll do with him, I don't know, because right now they can't seem to figure out a direction for anybody like, you know, Mustafa Ali, (laughs) Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin. I don't care if he's in the Hurt business. He still has no direction. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. But we're going to put Keith Lee up there.
3: Nah, sorry. Not working. Man, you're so jaded.
1: I'm a little irritated, man. I watched watched this past Monday thinking to myself, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch, and I'm going to find... I'm going to do what i normally do. I'm going to look for the positive. And while there are a couple moments that were actually kind of all right, like the buildup for Seth and Dominic was actually okay. There was nothing really wrong with it. But out, outside of really that, it was like, eh, not not so much. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Like I like the buildup between the uh, Street Profits and Andrade and Garza. I thought that that would be a great feud. But, you know, that... They still can't figure out what to do with Vega and giving her multiple people. Of course, Austin Theory didn't help himself very much. But you know, there's just a lot of different things that can be done. Oh, wait. Hey, Brian, there's another pay-per-view next weekend. What the next hell? Next
4: week what?
1: Uh,
4: Payback. Uh,
1: <laughs> and it's
3: not even a second month. It's the same month one week apart. I mean, that I'm absolutely crazy. I'm not. The only thing I can figure is that this was probably a Raw SmackDown thing <laughs> that, for whatever reason, they decided to leave on the books I forgot.
2: and forgot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh shit, so. Vince! Guess what next week is? What? <laughs> uh,
3: goddamn, pal. <laughs> so, did I tell you? And just real quick, you know, because it is. Air show and we can do this type of crap.
1: We do whatever so, we want. We're in charge here.
3: The Mandalorian on Disney. All right, you have, have you watched that? Oh, I love that show. All right, so the child. Yes. You know the little Yoda thing.
1: Hey baby, do the hand so, thing.
3: So I managed to find uh, the Black Series. It's a Star Wars line of action figures.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a elite, the child. right?
3: And this thing is probably only maybe three-quarters of an
1: inch. <laughs> no way.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's the cutest little action figure I've ever seen.
1: Well, they got season two coming out this next season.
3: Oh, season two's coming out this next season. Wow. That Jesus, did I just
1: sense. say, what the hell? This yeah, next year in 2021. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you repeat, I'm this like... Next- we um, got season two. You said that, I'm what like, yeah, that fall, makes perfect sense. Winter? No, it doesn't. Damn it. Spring, <laughs> summer? Uh, if I remember correctly, it was spring, but.
4: <laughs>
3: That's so funny.
1: Uh, so, uh, Hey, corner to corner doesn't mean, corner to corner means we cover every corner of everything. By God. We cover wrestling, we can cover comic books, we can cover superheroes. Yeah, I mean, it is
3: their show, so. That's right. But I mean, we can spend a little bit of time from for DC fandom. However, before we go that route, yeah, because we'll just get to jacking. Let's cover the main event from AEW Dynamite.
1: Okay. Well, let's 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 do a two part here then, because I, okay. I have a feeling we end up closing out with fandom, which is fine. First off, how cool yeah, was it to see? do fandom last. How cool was it to see Thunder Rosa on AEW?
3: Oh, uh, so...
1: The supercar is coming.
3: You know that I've brought it up from time to time. I know Rob's brought it up. I know you've brought it up. A super show.
4: Mm-hmm. I,
3: I think we've been touting super show for Almost as long as AEW's been pumping out uh program. Yeah. And hopefully we are one step closer. Even if we get NWA AEW. Right. I'm I'm happy with it. But again, I'd love to see impact involved because they the North did pretty much challenge F T R and uh Damore says, hey, impact's fine with it. Have your guys call our guys. So, um, but I I'd, so I I'd literally, I almost freaked out when it happened.
1: Well, and it, this is something that we've been waiting for, uh, damn, six months? Mm-hmm. Six months we've been talking about possibilities for a super card, possibilities for just i mean the growth perspective here is great that's what i really like Mm -hmm.
3: but um yeah so i literally freaked out and once the camera panned back far enough and i realized who it was i was like like no way it may happen, you know, it may happen. Right. And uh, that's the only, I, I hope it happens. I honestly do. I, I, I think it'll be great for wrestling. I think it'll be great for the companies involved. And I think it'll just be all around what people need right now.
1: Well, I think that, honestly, it's just smart business. I mean, that's that's really what it is. It comes back to what's going to make money, what is going to put, <clears throat> theoretically, butts in seats. hmm I mean, you're not going to get, obviously you're not going to get a sellout crowd. Well, I guess you could depending on how you structure it, but you know what I mean. So this is something that can help NWA. They desperately need the time on television. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, It can help AEW because it makes Sheeta look even stronger, even if she ends up in, like, a double count-out. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: So it's it's beneficial all the way around. And, And don't tell me, don't tell me you wouldn't want to see at All Out on my birthday see Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes one more time for the NWA title.
3: Well, but... I really don't know if Cody's going to be ready for it. And we'll we'll touch on that one again shortly. But how cool would it be for, say, Marty to
4: show up or even Nick
3: to show up during the pay-per-view? So we use this pay-per-view to set up the next pay-per-view. And the next one is the big cross-promotion one. And maybe we get lucky in the the cage match, the match beyond. Blood season. and guts. <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: maybe maybe we get lucky and get it on that pay-per-view. For, again, a cross-promotion type match.
1: Right. That could be cool, NWA versus AEW in blood and guts. Yes. Quick sidebar, I love what they've done with uh, the Fiends entrance. That was cool. Just the whole ba- whoa. All right, now, the strobe thing, not so much. I don't need to have epileptic seizures. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Um, I, I feel like this opens the door, and this isn't speculation anymore. I think it's more like it's just a matter of time because there's an understanding right now that, you know, to do business in the world of professional wrestling, it doesn't have to follow all of the same rules that it used to. It just doesn't. Right. Right.
3: Well, again, now... Now you can. Uh, well, I guess you could always make your own, rules. right? But now you have people that are willing to 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 use that adage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, tons and impacts and all that stuff. So they're they're willing to even the NWA. You know, they're willing to. To, hey, we don't we don't have to live by that anymore.
1: It's yeah, it's it, there's a good thing going on with how they're doing business right now, and it was just you know with the deadly draw tournament, there was a mixture of you know new and old faces with, of course I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really expecting Brandy and Allie to be in the finals, much less almost win the damn thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really wasn't expecting that, but I was <clears throat> I was pleasantly surprised by seeing who they put in certain spots, and I definitely dug who won.
3: Right. Uh, so, uh, I gotta step away for just a second. So okay. be on your own, but I'll be right
1: back. No sweat. Alright. It's lonely here on my own. It's lonely. <clears throat> so, while we're Having this AEW conversation. <clears throat> Let me just slip in. The Fiend remains one of the most creative WWE products that they have. And it's cool to see him on TV. So, <coughs> Hopefully wins the title. And all of a sudden, of course, I'm choked up. Uh, but yeah, getting back to the deadly draw. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me was the chemistry between Ivelisse and Diamante. Uh, the improved chemistry between Allie and Brandy was good. I can do without seeing Cutie Marshall and Dustin out there. Not that I don't want to see Dustin, Dustin Rhodes on TV, but, I mean, there's just you get two guys out there. You're the good guy tag team, at least supposedly. So what the hell are you doing? And then, then to make it even worse, <clears throat> while you've got that going on, uh, Cutie Marshall takes a bump you know, like the, like a clumsy baby face. And I realized, you know, we don't always spend time talking about face and heel and all that, but it was just a clumsy kind of inter I- I- exchange. Yeah, there we go. It was a clumsy exchange between cutie Marshall and, and whoever actually bumped them off the apron. I just didn't, I didn't understand it. And I didn't have any invested interest in watching him at ringside. So outside of that, uh, one thing I would point out is Brandy continues to improve in the ring, and what she showed during the finals was a culmination of, of what I'm positive of. It's a lot of a lot of training, and that's great. Um, as far as her tag partner Allie, I mean, hey, Allie's a former NWA Women's Champion herself, so there's uh, obviously no room for doubt on her. And then seeing seeing Diamante and Eva was cool, so. We're at the main event of SummerSlam, of course. We've got uh, Braun and The Fiend. Not sure how this is going to play out. I'm pretty sure when they say you never see it coming, it's going to be Otis, by the way, cashing in and beating The Fiend. But what do I know? I'm just just guessing. Damn, that's a big, big Urinagi right there. Slapping old Braun Strowman down. Oh, he went for the old school Zeus neck break thing. That's just gross. What is he trying to kill him? Okay. Uh, Let's see here. AEW standouts. You know what also stood out to me on AEW? And I'm sure when Brian gets back, he'll agree. Ricky Starks. You, know, Ricky Starks may be one of the best possible on-the-mic performers in AEW right now. And that's a guy that just... Just happened to get in there and, you know, what's he doing? Who knows? But when he gets on the microphone, it's kind of crazy. Well, I guess anything goes now. We just use toolboxes. Let's use toolboxes. (sighs) I don't know if we'll ever understand SummerSlam, but what the hell, right? Wait, he just, no, he throws the toolbox. Okay, that makes sense. So anyhow, like I was saying, Ricky Starks uh, just phenomenal on the mic. They had a segment where Taz basically says, "I've got a, I've got my own Darby Allen," and he introduces his his new addition to Team Taz, and it actually turns out to be Darby, excuse me, Ricky in Darby Allen uh, costume and attire. Which, I mean, there's just not a better promo right now. I think I truly feel like Ricky Starks could be that diamond in the rough that ends up being bigger than. MJF bigger than, you know, Cody just by s- sticking to his natural uh, charisma that he has. Look at that. Wow, what a monstrous choke slam Into a table that doesn't break. That's, oh, no, wait, it falls apart after he falls off it. Great. Oh, that's great. So Braun just basically tried to kill Bray Wyatt. It looks like Bray hurt his back. That's garbage. No, you know, one of my biggest concerns from uh, Braun was always that. Oh, never mind. Bray just no it Whatever. Uh, what? Let's see here. Dark Order versus Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Um, no, I don't, I didn't really want to see that. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like the Dark Order, and I like the Bucks. I like Omega, but I felt like we had seen this before. The coolest part of it, though was what they didn't do because Omega goes back into the, you know, he's leaner cleaner gimmick and he starts beating up and getting ready to do like power bombs and stuff to, uh, which member of the dark order was it? Was it five or 10? I don't remember. But anyway, he was, he was going off and the bucks broke him off from it before he could really, really get into it. And I was just waiting for him to just, clothesline one of the bucks in the back of the head. That I was waiting for that to happen. Uh, and I hear him. He has to I'm,
3: I'm back. Sometimes real life and kids going to school and all that stuff.
1: Curse you, children. Curse Sorry. you.
3: All right, so what were we saying? Where were you at?
1: So what I was talking about was, uh, first off, that I think Ricky Starks could be the standout talent for AEW. So much, in fact, he could eclipse MJF. He keeps doing what he's doing.
3: Uh, I'll go with that. I, uh, uh, I think he's just a great um, talent. Yeah. And over time, he's just going to get better. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that.
1: I feel like with uh, with what we saw with him and Darby Allen this past this past uh, Saturday. Jeez. Losing off, off track of my calendar. Um, I just felt like it was a better fee- a better feel. And he was confident so much with what he was delivering against Darby Allen. It just, I don't know, it had a great feel to the promo. Ouch. Just go head first into a big old screen. That's a good idea. Yeah. I
3: think it's just going to take the right program. And uh, you'll see him take off. Yeah. I mean, we enjoyed him in the NWA.
1: Definitely. So...
3: Um yeah, I, well I you know, we'll wait and see how this one ultimately plays out, but I think this is a good contest for Darby Allin.
1: So with with what we've seen so far, I mean, we also had the Bucks the Elite, excuse me, the Elite versus the Dark Order where it was just right before you got back was me talking about how I didn't really need to see this matchup again because I feel like we've seen the Dark Order against the Elite enough now. But what I did like about this was the Kenny Omega interaction, and I was anxious to see him clothesline one of the Jacksons in the back as he was slipping fully on it, full on into his, uh, you know, cleaner, cleaner mode.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think you're. I don't think you're there yet. I don't think you're there until the tag team titles disappear.
1: It's probably gonna be it all out.
3: I agree. I think it'll be all out too. I think FTR is in Paige's head so much that yeah. Paige will, you know, ultimately do the do and and it'll all you know, Paige will be the one that comes out looking like the baby face.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because he's the one to be the one. He's going to be the victim, right? The right. FTR played him, and he's going to have revenge on his mind. And he's going to. What'll probably happen is they won't do it at all out. They'll do it at a Dynamite. So they'll lose the titles. Omega will be distraught. There'll be a little bit of friction. They'll get a rematch on Dynamite. Page wants his revenge, and that's where uh, Omega will finally. Uh, what did you say? Do the do. Yeah.
3: No, I, I actually think it'll happen at the pay-per-view. I think he's going to – because I think – so with the way the main event played out, right? Yeah. And the way the, the the fans are screaming for certain things and the way they've been leading up to the cleaner, uh, I think you're you're going – once they get through – all out, they'll be removed completely from the tag team scene. I, what, I think you'll move into FTR versus the Bucks.
1: Right, yeah. And that's where they're building towards. I mean, and that's yeah. that, the way they set up the gauntlet, by the way, was pretty nice. I liked how they did that. And then when Paige came in in the middle of it, it was, oh, but you guys were, you faked an injury, and, and they made it work so well they just mm-hmm. and they, and they had Adam being confused and I really dug that. So I was I was glad that it left me wanting more. The these segments are li- leaving me in a position where I want to see more happen, which yeah, is so, exactly what they should be doing.
3: Yeah. So originally I thought Paige was going to go with them as part of the, the faction that may be coming, but after seeing that, I don't think so. I think he'll be the victim. Yeah. it will be, you know, I don't know if, I don't think Omega will go with him, but I think Paige is going to be the one who cost him the title, who gets beat up by all three of them,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and he'll be the victim, which will then set him down a course for that world title somewhere.
1: Yeah. Well, the other the other parts of what, what really made Dynamite great was, of course, the main event. Um, you know, I mean there was there was some interaction there, some build up with uh Britt Baker as she's trying to get people to go after a Big Swole, but I feel like really if we're doing this show justice, it's talking about the TNT tournament no, not the tournament, TNT title match between Brody Lee and Cody. Because going into this matchup, uh, none of us none of us predicted Brody was winning the belt.
3: I don't think anybody predicted it in that fashion.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was just no expectation at all that not only would Cody just get obliterated, but that there would be any kind of, uh, you know, lack of offense from Cody Rhodes.
3: Yeah, I don't even think he got in anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that w- that was a, that, that's what you call a mugging, ladies and
2: gentlemen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
3: Straight mugging.
1: Well, add to that, not only was it a mugging in, in the ring, but add to that the fact that after the matchup, after just getting destroyed, where you get smashed in the face with the bag, and you heard the, the loud clang, you're like, what the hell was that? And sure enough... It turns out to be. (laughs) It turned out to be smashed pieces of the old TNT title, which wasn't that like a throwback, right? To how uh, Mr. Perfect smashed up the Winged Eagle. That's what that reminded me of, but that was brutal. Then he dumps it out on his back, and then they start beating the hell out of the entire Nightmare family. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, damn. So in one night, in one night, the Dark Order goes from. Who the fuck is Griff Garrison <laughs> to to don't mess with the Dark Order? Like, at all. <laughs> right. Which, hey, it was it was impressive, but I was like, man. You, you never really knew that Brody Lee had that in him. Well, unless you watch his indie work, because his indie work was pretty top notch. Yeah, well, I you know, again, I think,
3: and this is this is where sometimes it's fun to listen to other people talk about yeah. uh, wrestling or it's fun to read what people you know say about wrestling. Um, what, what they ha- what you have to understand is they have stuff written out for six months and in the WWE's case, we know for at least a year and probably a little bit further out. Yeah. So the 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 individual that came up with this, right?
1: Holy um, crap! They did it.
3: Did Bray just win?
1: The I'm fiend going. finally
3: the fiend won. Justice uh, for the fiend. <laughs> so you know they had this in the works for some time, right? So literally, you go from. Uh, the Dark Order being kind of laughable, right, right? Right. To the Dark Order, oh no, we we got a leader in the in the wings. He's on the way.
2: Mm-hmm. To
3: who is that? Seth? Is that Roman? Oh, that's Roman. What,
1: you? what the hell?
3: Um. Why? Uh. So. So I guess Roman's a bad guy now.
2: Wait. What?
3: Oh, yeah, so is, is is that what you're telling me? Because, he, I mean, he just jumped The Fiend, and now he's jumping Ron Strowman.
1: Oh, look at people booing him. Wow. I like Yay. a bad guy, Roman. Now, now everybody loves Roman again, right? No. It's no. <laughs> just like everybody but, hates so, Chris. Everybody just hates problem. Chris. <laughs> here's
3: the problem. He's been off TV. Yeah. Right. So there's no you can't how do you fix you gonna give him Mike time? Please no. We all know how that turns out.
1: Yeah, let's not do that. Right. Although, hey, maybe he shocks us, but I doubt it. <laughs> oh hey, but he's so, got a Superman punch glove. Yeah. Man, he's got I mean, the glove.
3: You you never let him lose when he should have lost. Greatest so of all time, right
1: here. Here he comes. You can't right. stop this man. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back on the bandwagon. Hey. But
3: I'll lay money within two weeks. You'll be off of it.
1: Greatest of all time right here. I feel like Bobby I'll Heenan. I'll lay money <laughs> within two weeks.
3: You're off of it.
1: That's who I predicted was going to win. That's who I predicted.
3: Because, <laughs> you know, I, I bet you next week it's a three-way.
1: What oh, a right. payback?
3: Roman gets a title. Oh, my Roman God. Gets a title. And then the week after, the ratings take.
1: Again. Ew. Justice watch. for the feed. I'm telling you,
3: watch How convenient is a paper, uh, pay-per-view next week?
1: Wait a minute, where's Otis? Otis has the briefcase. Otis, oh, Otis. Oh,
3: no, right, anyway. Back, <laughs> to this, back to the dark order. Damn it. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. So,
3: I mean, just, they've been building for, for this. And when they when they finally pulled it off... Um, they pull it off in a fashion we haven't seen in years.
1: Yeah, it was, it reminded me really of the NWO, with how they used to just lay everybody out. Although even that, even that's a stretch, because realistically, did the NWO ever drag people from the back and beat them up?
3: Really? The lawn dart incident doesn't?
1: No, 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 not beat them up in the back, but I mean like drag somebody. (laughs) From the back
3: again, the long dart. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. just straight up destroyed that. You know, that's the one that comes to mind. But I mean, they waylaid the everybody.
1: Uh, so, I think Roman's got fake teeth. I put that there.
3: <laughs> I think Roman isn't going to save him.
1: Oh so, no, no, no! Let's uh, not Smackdown? let's not do that.
3: Yeah. He's on SmackDown. Yeah.
1: If there is a, is there still a brand extension?
3: I I guess. Yeah, I guess. For now,
1: so I'm not interested in this show. Must go on. No thanks.
3: Yeah, but I don't see. I don't see with that ending. Cody coming back. I think Cody's getting time off.
1: So you don't think he makes it back for All Out? No,
3: All Out ain't but what three weeks away? Two weeks away.
1: My birthday.
3: Woo-hoo! When's your birthday?
1: On the day of All Out, September fifth. And if you don't know my birthday, you're a punk,
3: dude. I I don't remember my own birthday. That's why I have my wife.
1: You don't remember your own birthday?
3: No. That's Seriously? why I have my wife. My wife is kind enough to remind me of birthdays.
1: Well, that's nice of her. Yes. Make sure she reminds you that you owe me a million dollars.
3: No, you still owe me and Rob groomsmen gifts.
1: I never said I wouldn't pay up on that.
3: I'm just saying, you'll get your million dollars uh, probably 100 years after I get my groomsman gift.
1: Well, it all depends on the Groomsman gift, huh?
3: No, no, you'll still get your million dollars 100 years after I get my gift. So the day you give me my gift, you'll get yours 100 years from now.
1: Yeah, but 100 years from now, a million bucks will be like 20 bucks.
3: Yeah, and the cool thing is you won't be alive. So suck it.
1: I'll outlive you, punk. I'll outlive yeah, all of you. Not hundred years worth. All of you. I
3: mean, you're already what, forty-four? <laughs> oh, 43?
1: you son of a bitch! Now 43? you're aging me,
3: really? What? You're aging what? me. You're not a woman. I can age you. Oh.
1: Okay. All right, that's fine. I
3: can publicly age you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that to a woman, but I would. I would do that to you. Okay. Forty-four.
1: No, sir. Forty-two. That's what I said, 43. <laughs> All right. I felt like Bobby Heenan for a second. It looks like we're back and Brian's back in the Bobby role. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah. So, remember September 5th, Sharon. It's Stan's birthday. I'm going to invite him over to watch All Out as a birthday gift.
1: Do I have to wear a mask? Rob doesn't. We'll have to temperature first. Whoa. Whoa. Hold on. (laughs) Hold the phone here. That's not how we roll up in this mug. Whoa.
3: Hey, if you play your cards right, we might take the inflatable screen out in the backyard and watch it on a uh,
1: 12-foot screen. Hey, you could sell tickets to that. I guess not anymore. Damn it. Mm.
3: I'm still waiting to do that, though. One of these times we're going to do it.
1: I think that's a great idea. I look forward mm-hmm. to it. I can't wait to do it. Yeah.
3: But anyway, there's your birthday gift. You want to come watch All Out? I'll buy.
1: Sweet. Uh, I mean, I'm
3: buying anyway, but uh, you're more than welcome to come over for your birthday gift.
1: I appreciate that.
3: Man. We'll, we'll get some pizzas. Yeah. You can drink my beer. Well, no, you can't drink beer because you have to drive home.
1: Huh. Well, hey, maybe. Maybe the wife will drive. Mm. Yeah,
3: yeah. Maybe the wife will drive. Boop boop.
1: That's, <laughs> That's what we're talking about right there. <laughs>
3: All right, so let's let's uh, let's uh, burn the last twenty minutes and let's talk some fandom.
1: Yeah. I'm actually pulling it up right now. DCFandom.com. So. August 22nd was the first ever DC Fandom. And if you've ever listened to our show, God knows you've heard me, Rob, Brian, all of us, just enormous comic book fans. Fanatics, if you will. And uh, Fandom came on this weekend. and Man, was there a lot of stuff to cover or what? I mean, there was previews, there was trailers, there was... Panels. Some of the panel discussions were pretty cool. So, Brian, let's just lay it out. What was your favorite part of DC
3: Fandom? Uh, so that's easy. That is easy. Uh, the trailer for the Snyder Cut
1: of Justice League. And if I had the music que- queued up. I would play Glorious because it was damn well glorious to see that.
3: Yeah, that, that, um, so it's going to make me mad that I have to wait, but I can't wait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think that, um, I have to give kudos. To all those individuals, I think I even did it once or twice myself, who screamed for the Snyder Cut, who begged for the Snyder Cut, who cried for the Snyder Cut, who did all this stuff, and thank you to Warner Brothers and
1: HBO for giving it to us. I mean, is there anything cooler right now than HBO Max? Seriously. No. No. Full season of Watchmen, which was amazing. Um, Doom Patrol, which aired before DC Universe, fine with me. I got to catch up on Sopranos and catch all the ones I missed. I'm up to date on Rick and Morty.
3: Lovecraft Country? No,
1: I haven't watched that. I have not gotten into that yet. Mm -hmm. I will say I am. There's a small piece of uh, enjoyment I've gotten out of this pandemic. It's binge watching.
4: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Outside of that, I, uh, I wish it would go away because I'm getting tired of staying home.
3: <laughs> I've been watching Big Bang here. Anyway, so what was your favorite part?
1: So, I really did love the Snyder Cut trailer, but I, I think my favorite part might have been the new Batman trailer.
3: See, I've yet to see that. Oh, my
1: God. It was, it was so it good. So, okay, when we found out that Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman... One of the first things I said was, good God, no, no sparkly Batman. Because, you know, he's in that Twilight crap. But we got a chance to see it in a two-minute, 35-second trailer where it's a younger Bruce Wayne. He's in his second year of being Batman. This is the layout that, uh, was it Jim Lee? Yeah, I think it was Jim Lee that gave the layout. But he's in year two of being Batman, so he's clearly already established himself as far as his initial presence, but it kind of is like the go-between. If, in my opinion, for the way they described it, it's like a go-between between uh, the Dark Knight and you know what we see much later. If if I'm doing chrono- chronology in my head, obviously it's a a multiverse product, so it's a whole separate entity, but. You know, Pattinson comes off as gritty as uh, he he drops the line, "I am vengeance," which that was pretty cool. Um, and we get we get some glimpses of some really cool pieces of 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 a couple of villains and some some glimpses of what the storyline might be. Which, man, that was just cool. I did watch, um the trailers for both Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League Uh and for um, Gotham Knights. Both of those video games, by the way, look amazing.
3: What was the third video game? The mystery mystery
1: one. Because there was
3: one that was supposed to be at 8.45 or something.
1: So the video games that were... That were shown on um, the Fandom was Justice League, excuse me, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League, and uh, Gotham Knights. Those are the only two that I see.
3: Well, I see on the on the schedule there was, I think, eight forty five. There was a mystery or unannounced uh, Warner Brothers Montreal game. Um. So maybe that was the Gotham Knights but I was hoping for a third one.
1: Yeah, so far it's just the uh, Suicide Squad game which I don't know how they how it's staged. I haven't seen the gameplay, just the cutscene stuff. But mm-hmm. if if the gameplay is first person shooter, I won't lie, I won't be disappointed cuz that could be cool.
3: In the Suicide Squad one? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I'm almost wondering if it's not going to be in like the same vein as Gotham Knights and the Avengers, where you have a, a team set up. See that? Where you can play multiplayer.
1: Yeah. Which, if this is the answer to Avengers, I'm all in.
3: Well, I think Gotham Knights is the answer to Avengers.
1: Yeah. Because I'll, I'll play that game like hell. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. I, I, I think it was kind of odd that in the trailer that, you know, they show four. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to both of them. I'll definitely buy both of them. I really love the Arkham Knight series. Um, I have them all. I even have the, uh, special collector's edition. It's probably the most expensive video game collector's edition I ever bought. The one with the Joker with the light up TVs. Oh yeah, yeah. Um I really love that piece. Um so that'll be fun. It'll be interesting the Suicide Squad one. Um I did get kinda excited over the trailer for the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You know, the one where they show the all the players.
1: Yeah, John Cena is the peacemaker. That's actually Yeah, cool. and so I saw uh,
3: something, I, I guess it was like a behind the scenes for the movie. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it seemed like, yeah, they told me this is like Captain America being a dick or something. <laughs> so he's like, I yeah. can do that.
1: <laughs> They're like, <laughs> Captain America, only he's a douchebag. <laughs>
3: yeah, I can do that. So I was like, okay, that works. Um, and you know, I was at work when I saw it and, uh, me and the coworkers were talking and he didn't understand really some of the, uh, characters involved.
2: Yeah.
3: Like polka dot man and rat catcher and, you know, some of the, some of the lower B rate ones. Yeah. I was like, they're cannon fodder. They're, you know, they're not going to survive the film. The only ones that will probably survive are the, you know, the beam. I'd be shocked if Polka Dot Man, you know, thrives. I guess he could, but.
1: I look at it kind of like Deadpool, where he had his own little team of misfits, and everybody fell in love with the uh, guy with the mustache. I don't remember his name. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's how I look at it.
3: Yeah, and then they all die, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Like, you know, they get chopped up in a fan and all this other gross stuff. But it could happen.
3: Yeah, and I did see during that same uh, behind the scenes where they were talking to Gunn, and Gunn seems to think this might be his best work to date. Um, he said that it's it's just it's going to be like a crazy a crazy ride.
4: Mm-hmm. It's
3: not going to be like anything we've seen before. Um, I know what he did with Guardians, so I got nothing but pure faith in them. And I I can't wait to see the movie.
1: So, DC Universe also debuted this weekend with the uh, animated movie uh, Just League Dark Apocalypse War. Have you had a chance to watch that?
3: Not yet. So, I'm trying to work my way through them. The ones that I have access to. uh, Between HBO Max and DC Universe. Yeah. Uh, So, there's... For those that don't know, the, the, uh, the last, what, 10 years or so, probably longer than that, DC has been putting out cartoons,
4: mm-hmm.
3: starting with, like, Flashpoint. And everything, oh, not everything, but most of the cartoons after Flashpoint are connected. Yeah. And they didn't really say that until just a couple, a couple movies ago. So. I missed out on them, so I, I'm going back and re-watching them and watching some for the first time. So I think I'm at number, I think I, I have to skip number three, and I'm watching number four, I think. So some of them I won't get to watch, but uh, some of them, most of them, the majority of them I will.
1: So I'm looking at, there's some stills from the trailer from the Batman. And I'm looking at a still that has a great shot of Pattinson in the the full garb. And it honestly looks like the Arkham Knight bat suit. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty sharp. I got to say, I dig that. Um, Go ahead. Well, again, so Warner Brothers has
3: come out recently, and DC has come out and said, look, we have a multiverse. Mm -hmm. And they're all connected under the DC umbrella. But they may not necessarily be connected with the next movie. However, if we choose to make them connected, we can connect them in, you know, because we have the Flash. Right. And through the Flash, we have the multiverse. And um, hence, in the, they've come out and said in the Flash movie, uh, we're going to get Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck.
1: Which is fine so, by me.
3: Well, yeah, and they, they, there's also a possibility for a few more. So, not only did you get it on TV, but now you're going to get it on uh, the movies. So, yeah. the possibilities are not endless.
1: It's uh, You know what's frustrating to me is when they do the multiverse thing, because Justice League... One of the things that I feel like they could have done is just said, instead of, you know, instead of just not releasing the Snyder cut from the first place because that's exactly what they should have done. I don't know where they came up with this. Let's do it a different way. But now we've got these movies that would be wonderful in the same universe, but instead now it's all well. It's it's really more of a multiverse thing. We could connect them if we want. It just seems like kind of a cop out, but I don't know how else I could do it. Yeah, but so,
3: so anyway, so, all right, so let's start with the Justice League, right? Yeah. So again, so Snyder had to leave the movie due to a due to family reason.
2: Right. right.
3: So they decide to go get the next best thing that they can think of. And instead of remembering that DC is completely different than Marvel, as far as the comics are darker, the grittier they're more dangerous, you know, right on down the line, right? They go and get a Marvel guy who's going to try and camp it up and make it funny and make it light and everything else, right? So, again, this is what people, and I said this back when Batman versus Superman and all this stuff. If if you don't understand the dynamics in the two companies, you probably should just stick to one you understand, Mm -hmm. right? Because ultimately the fans are the ones that wreck this. Because they they scream so loud, oh my, it's too dark, it's too this, it's too that. It's got to be more like Spider-Man. And so they give you Spider-Man. Right. Right? Because when Snyder had the background, we go get, uh, what's his name, Josh Whedon. Right? Yep. Big Marvel guy. Right? And he makes it Marvel. That's a Marvel Justice League movie. It gave the fans what they wanted. Or what he thought the fans wanted. Right. Warner Brothers, of course, doesn't understand what they have because they're just getting into this. Right. They should have understood about the multiverse from the very beginning. But until just recently, they did.
2: not Right.
3: So but if you think about it, right, there's been so many different incarnations of Batman throughout the years that you really just can't say that it was all the same Batman. That's true. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and Marvel, Marvel kind of falls into this too, but Marvel doesn't really have a way to fix it,
4: mm-hmm. whereas
3: DC does because, I you know, in 1963 or whenever that Flash story come out that it, uh, that started the multiverse, um, DC's had a way to to fix this forever. Yeah. Right. Whereas, again, Marvel doesn't really have a way to fix it because they don't really have too many multiverses. All right? So you have the um, Ultimate Universe. You have the 619, which is the current the Marvel Universe. Um, you have the one from Miles Morales, the cartoon. I don't know if you'd call that the Ultimate Universe, whatever. They have a
1: few. but The Spider-Verse.
3: Yeah, they don't really ever connect, right? So normally what happens in Marvel when they have these stories, somebody creates one, and then by the end of the story, it disappears. Right. Whereas DC actually tell you we have 52. So we can draw 50, we can tell we have Batman and create 52 different Batman stories and 52 completely different Batman, and it works, right? right? So, but again, getting back to the movies and stuff, um, they, you know, after the Justice League and after Aquaman and Wonder Woman, all they finally figured it out. Oh, we should have a multiverse, right? But again, you couldn't have you couldn't have Michael Keaton Batman, Adam West Batman, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. Who am I missing? I think I'm probably missing one or two. You couldn't have the Batman from the from the nineteen late nineteen seventies um, uh, superhero show that came on TV. And there was a bat. Well, oh, that was Adam West. Never mind. So you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, and plus they included Gotham. You know, Gotham falls into the Batman mythos. There's there's Batman would be a mess. So you have to go with the multiverse. You have to say they're on different planets. But,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, in two years' time, if we need to go pull Christian Bale's Batman to come help and Christian Bale's on board with it, well, we can snag his from Earth whatever, and right. it'll make sense as long as we explain it.
1: I feel like with, with the difference between Marvel and DC right now is DC... They'll take risks, but they take more calculus most times. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Justice League aside. Because I felt like, and I I feel like I'm in the majority or minority for this. Batman vs Superman, I actually liked it. Yeah, obviously there's things that could have been better. But I liked that movie. And Mm -hmm. as soon as we saw it, if you remember correctly, I I grabbed my phone after we left the theater and and bought it. (laughs) I was like, ah, pre-ordered, done because I wanted to see the Ultimate Edition, because you knew there was going to be a director's cut, and it was going to have additional footage. And granted, I mean, it the additional footage does help tell the story much better. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was like, okay, this is a good movie. I didn't care about what people complained about. You know, like, I, I did think the Martha thing was stupid, but, you know, if that's my only complaint about the movie, I felt all right. You know, with Justice League, it was more like... Because I was hyped up to see Superman. And we only got Superman for, what, 15 minutes? Out of the whole film? which
3: Yeah, probably wasn't long.
1: Yeah, I mean, Superman is a founding member of the Justice League, for Christ's sake. You can't, you can't leave but again, him out. Though, yeah, but, but again, though, I mean, you have to understand
3: the dynamics behind the, the two directors.
1: That's true. And it right. were very different, very different visions
3: because again, it was set. Superman's return was set up at the end of Batman versus Superman, right? Or Superman, Batman, whatever, whatever, which whatever exactly, but it was set up there. Right. And now you're going to get, because I mean, again, you have the actors that were like, uh, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't what we did.
4: You right. You know, you know, Everybody's
3: come out and said uh, that's that's not the way this is that's you know that's not the way we did this right right so I would imagine that when they finally release it uh, this is, this you're going and and again so this will be six or eight hours now compared to two yeah right
2: yeah no, Even I agree. the original
3: runtime was I think four right so they cut two hours out of it to begin with yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to say where he's going to ultimately show up for the first time. Yeah. Because from what I've seen with him in the cornfield with uh, Ma Kent and Lois Lane, that's probably going to happen fairly early in the movie. Uh, The scene with him in the black suit Mm -hmm. is probably going to happen fairly early. And then you're probably going to have, like, a, you'll have two storylines. You'll have his storyline running one way, and you'll have the Justice League being formed kind of running parallel. You know right. what I'm saying? So uh, I this is why everybody wanted it. We knew it, there was a much better film out there, and thank God they gave it. They're well, hopefully going to give it to us.
1: Yeah, and before we set off the air, the, the way they're predicting to release it, Four one-hour chunks on DC no, or HBO no. Max.
3: Six.
1: Six one-hour chunks?
3: Yes. Holy not, shit. His original runtime was four.
1: And now it's they six have, hours?
3: They're they giving him carte blanche to go back
1: to oh the best God. he
3: can. <laughs> and he is, he is, I mean, it's either six or eight. I mean, this thing is like a mini series now.
1: I'm on board. I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: I'm. I've I'm, I'm told y'all, I've been screaming it. And now, now you get to see it. So I, I can't wait. I, I. That was probably the, the thing I looked for most out of this DC fandom. And that was the one thing that, you know, because a lot of times, you know, if you put too much into it, you might be disappointed. You're right. I was not disappointed. When that thing opens up and there's Dark Side, and he looks like Dark Side, and you can tell it's Dark Side, and you're like, holy poop. Right. The only thing, the only other thing I would have needed, right, that could have made that trailer 100% more be- better is for there to have been a glow when Alfred is fixing the car or whatever. Yeah. Right. You remember that scene? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where, uh, in the in the original cut, because it, he showed that scene. Uh, somebody showed it on Twitter, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And there, and I don't remember how it plays out in the actual movie, the movie that's out now. But you, I don't think that scene's even in there anymore, right? I think you saw it on the original trailers and the original commercial. And I don't think it made the cut. I think it was actually cut. But in the... Uh, uh, when, I think Snyder might have put it out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alfred is looking at somebody and says something about they're waiting for you or yeah. glad you're here or something. But So he's either talking to uh, Superman talking to Green Lantern, and they've already come out and said, and unless they're snookering us, that Ryan Reynolds will reprise his role as Green Lantern in this stupid movie, (laughs) however briefly it may be, because I think Ryan Reynolds is like, yeah, I'm only in it for 30 seconds or something. Right. But.
1: Good old CGI.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I mean. That that if they'd given me just that part in the trailer you could have just given me the trailer yeah. and then just shown that scene and I I'd, I'd have been like oh lord, <laughs> oh, <laughs> lord. oh lord oh lord <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't need dark side or none of you could have just given me that scene yeah and who shows up because I've seen the scene right but they don't show who shows up and I'm pretty sure in the original trailer you can almost see like a faint green glow
1: wow like, I'll have to check it out. I'll have to rewatch it. I think I've watched it four times. Why not another five?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably watch it now. Just because I'm goosebumps talking about it. Right.
1: All right, folks. Well, hey, here we are. We're at the, uh, we've run a few minutes over. One more thing. Yes, sir.
3: I think Stan Lee said they're going to do it again in September. (laughs) So.
1: Yes. Yeah, uh, not Stan Lee, but Jim Lee. Oh, yeah, usually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a like Jason, uh, September there's 12th. September 12th is when the new one will come out. The new DC Fandom, which will probably have... Uh, uh, Bated breath, my friend. Bated breath. Whew. All right, so hey, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us here for SummerSlam for uh, talking about AEW Saturday night. You know what? If they stuck to that and just did 6.05, I'm cool with that. Um I am too, but I
3: want see him, I want to see him back on
1: Wednesday. Yeah, and I think it's healthy to have competition. I think it's healthy for NXT to have competition. Oh, I agree.
3: I don't think it's healthy for NXT to keep losing, but I think it's healthy for NXT to have competition.
1: I'll be honest with you, before we sign off, I honestly feel like it is healthy for them to kind of get a butt kicking now because this is what's going to season them to get better. And I think ultimately it will, uh, maybe with or without Vince, who knows. I think right now we're looking at the end times for Vince, period. Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. it's WWE's end time, but I think Vince is almost done. I think I, he's I think wrapping he it up. To, yeah. But, uh, hey. the whole nine yards. All, yeah. All of them. I think, I just think that he's, he was, XFL was his end game. I think he saw that as, all right, I'm finally, here's a new project. And I, I feel like he, when it flopped, when COVID hit, he was like, you know what? <laughs> Screw it. And I don't blame him. Well,
3: and I think Triple H will actually bring in writers at no wrestling.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think Triple H is more apt to say, you know, hey, let's do this. And we'll we'll find a plan. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to us. We definitely appreciate it. Um, hey, you can catch the download anytime at c2cradioshow.com or pw247radio.com. It's available on all iTunes, Google Play, you name it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But uh, we'll be with you. I think we will be here next week. <laughs> Two pay-per-views in a row is a little exhausting, but hey. my yeah, God.
3: Uh, it's payback. Why
1: do we even have to ah, watch it? I mean, it's just payback. It's paper. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. That's a fair statement. So catch up with Rob Rob after C2C on Twitter. Uh, Brian's at STRCP21, and I'm at Stan Grub on everything. And then, of course, the show is at C2C Radio Show on Twitter, C2CRadioShow.com. Thank you again for everybody for listening. Have a great night. We'll see you next weekend right here on Corner to Corner Radio.
0: Your internet and wireless should always have you covered. And with Xfinity, you're covered far and wide. You'll get the best internet experience at home with Xfinity X5, and the best wireless coverage on the most reliable network with Xfinity Mobile. Plus, for a limited time, ask how to get $400 off an eligible Samsung 5G phone. To learn more, click, call, or visit a store today. Requires residential postpay Xfinity internet. Restrictions apply. Samsung offerings 915, 5G only in parts of select cities. New, free Epic coverage lets you plan and enjoy next season worry-free by providing refunds for sudden job loss, injury, certain COVID-19-related resort closures, and much more. So get back to the mountains you love. Learn more at EpicPass.com. 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 EpicPass.com EpicPass.com